I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Here you can hear me. Yes, you sound lovely as always. Uh, how are you? Um, I'm doing okay. Are you just sitting there in your bra? Um, oh, we were doing like this is like a workout, so like, oh, yeah, like, workout. I'm like, is it hot over there? Because it's not, I mean, a sweatshirt, it's not that hot here. Um, well, it's pretty, I would say it's pretty warm. Like, for I mean, it was, I mean, I get cold in the mornings, but like during the afternoon and after we walk or after we work out um i feel like it gets i get pretty hot after that and then we stay after you hot. work out yeah yeah so i mean yeah i mean i guess i just run hot i'm a sweaty mess after working <laughs> <laughs> i am not one of those people that just glistens or just i'm like i look like a mess <laughs> when I if i don't sweat like crazy i feel like i didn't work out I need to feel like I'm sweating. Yeah, well, uh, but I think that most, even if it's just an, what quote unquote an easy workout, I feel like I'm usually sweating. That's a different story. Or like at, even after you eat certain foods, it's like you like spicy foods and like like oh hot pot. Yeah, like hot pot. Like I'm just like oh my I just gosh, I need some room. <laughs> Sable and I just went on our first date night since March. Really? How we just wanted it? to get hot pot. Good. I'm it was glad. good 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 it was good yeah it was outdoors so it was nice because it was like foster city is windy so it's a little bit chilly so it's nice to have hot pot when it's a little bit chilly yeah cool yes. what are we talking about oh no we're talking about money ma- what are we talking about yes, the, yes, we're talking about for- money manifestation yeah, <laughs> i was the- like wait <laughs> money for good yes the money for good money for good and our journey with the manifestation babes challenge Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you and I both took that challenge and we participated. Do you want to give some background to our listeners what that is? Sure. So Manifestation Babe is a popular podcast and Instagram account that Anne and I both follow. And we've been very inspired by her and her journey about how she's been able to truly change her life by the power of thought. She, of course, listens to a lot of our favorite um doctors as well, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, Nate Brown. She she definitely pulls in a lot of learnings from a lot of thought leaders. So it's not um it's not just solely like 
just her opinions. She mm-hmm. definitely gathers a lot of different opinions and openly. Yeah, shares. and she's a huge follower of uh, Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins, exactly. Yeah. So I like how she is able to pull through like a lot of these schools of thoughts and just shares the different ways and how you can really bring them all to life because not one technique works for everybody so I like how she's been able to share that and bring that to a more modern way of thinking because I mean honestly I know that Tony Robbins is really popular but I personally hadn't listened to him before I listened to Manifestation Babe so she's able to reach a different set of audience and um, and bring them to a different perspective. Yeah Tony Robbins has gone I feel like he's he's more of just a business now where I listened to his podcast recently. It just, it didn't feel, it didn't connect with me Mm. because it was barely him speaking. It was his team and then pulling interviews from him and like putting clips together. So I didn't get that connection that I get from Catherine Zakina, who is a manifestation babe or like other people listen, we listen to. Mm. Yeah. So, and so there's definitely seasons, right? Like all these accounts that we definitely follow. Um, some of them I'm more called to listen to at different mm-hmm. times of the year and different episodes. I definitely feel a little bit more called to, uh, a, a, just more of a connection with, but mm-hmm. other than that, um, it's, it's a, just her just specific challenge that she had for this week. And it's a workshop that I had personally never done with her before. She, and it leads up to her rich babe Academy. Did you sign up for it? No. <laughs> I already signed up for three things this year. I just, well, actually, I just started ICE class um, last week. Okay. It officially kicks off on Monday. So Amazing. I'm going to be busy the next seven weeks. Wow. <laughs> Is it a weekly course? Um, it's a ICE. seven week program. Yeah. It's weekly. We meet every Monday and every Thursday. Wow. So group session. And it's really two other women. Yeah. So it's three women. Perfect. With I. Yeah. And I hope that you get to dive in deeper. You'll have to come back to us yeah. and explain your, with your journey, especially with all the things that you are taking and taking into consideration because now you're fully on the road to transforming mm-hmm. your life, transforming your 2020. So <laughs> I expect to hear- Not just uh, 2020, my entire life. Your entire life. That's true. That's true. 2020 and beyond. <laughs> yeah. And for, yes, so to continue, uh, we both did the challenge Money for Good, and we we both also have a book as well, uh, How to Manifest Money in... Manifesting $1,000. Oh, no, no. Manifesting Money in 21 Days. 21 Days, yes. Yeah, so we both have read that book we did in three months, not 21 (laughs) days. (laughs) Yes, it took us a little bit of time to get through it. If anyone has actually gone through it, like, completely all the way, like, all the power to you, I think that's amazing. I'm definitely new to practicing manifestation and certainly practicing meditation even correctly. And I know even in the challenge, both of us upgraded to her, to buy her hip hypnosis and her meditation mm-hmm. practice did you and like them I did actually I did like the meditation I've never personally have never had a guided meditation or guided hypnosis practice before so this was my first experience you never done guided meditation not with yeah no I haven't do you just meditate with nothing yes <laughs> that's how I started because really I started with guided meditation now I can do meditation without without anything but I had to start with guided because in the beginning I was like what am I doing <laughs> I was so confused I was like I'm just sitting here <laughs> well because what I would be reading I think it's because I've always known through yoga practice and just even through prayer uh there there is some type of meditation I guess I don't want to say it's not 
unguided. I, I guide myself <laughs> through through a meditation, but this is the first time I've been guided by somebody else's voice and mm-hmm. um, with music. That I usually don't meditate to music or pray to music, but this is but her. She does have some nice music in there, so it's just a nice change. Um, it's also the first time that I've done a hypnosis as well or hypnosis. Did practice. you fall asleep with the hypnosis? Uh, I did not, but I don't tend to, I don't tend to fall asleep when I, when I'm listening to something. It goes the same way with like music and everything. Yeah. Because I've been trained to wake up to noise. So mm. being lulled to sleep with music. I usually don't either. That was the first time. Cause usually Sable used to play meditation to go to sleep and they'll be like, the meditation is like, imagine yourself going down the escalator. <laughs> and I'm just like, I am imagining it. I cannot sleep. <laughs> But with this one, for the first time I listened to the hypnosis, I fell asleep like right in the beginning part mm. when, she, when she's still telling to relax, which I was like, dang, that's never happened to me before. Oh, that's good. But then every time after that, I didn't fall asleep. Oh, good, good, And good. I didn't realize because I've been listening to it to a nighttime. So I listened to her hypnosis at nighttime and meditation in the morning. And her, her hypnosis, I listened to it when I'm ready to go to bed. I didn't know because the first night I fell asleep. So the second night, I didn't know. At the end, she tells you to wake back up <laughs> and feel energized. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, you, you can still feel energized, energized in a way to cleanse your mind and release the thoughts that would have been. I was like, turn off, turn off, turn off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but she does She does recommend it for, for nighttime, though. So I think mm-hmm. that's good practice. Yeah, and I think that that was a really, she does a really nice guide. And that was the first time I had really known about how, how to go through hypnosis, like for myself, but it did help. Um, usually I know a lot of people say journal before you go to bed. I mean, I still get nightmares like about work (laughs) before I go to bed. I know sometimes it it happens, especially when it's, it it is a rough week, but doing the hypnosis like definitely helps because journaling actually doesn't help me specifically it helps Mm -hmm. me if I journal in the morning if I journal like specific thoughts like one time I had a dream about cockroaches and that was did I tell you about that no cockroaches are actually super significant and in dreams and dream meetings but you know I, I dive in super deep but I dreamt about a singular cockroach and then I dreamt about many many cockroaches like coming out of a trash can and it was so incredibly vivid and it's very interesting because when I had dove into a couple of dream dictionaries, it actually was pulling out that cockroaches itself is not, people think it's an, it's bad, but it's not bad because the animal itself is bad. It's bad because of the thought that we have. So there's a negative thought association. So it's just really pulling yourself like out of a situation and saying, oh, this is, there's something negative not coming to you, but there's something that you need to deal with. And from just the, the the single dictionaries that I've read, seeing a singular cockroach in your dream is actually associated with how you feel you see yourself. Like I felt like a cockroach in the situation. Yvonne! Well, no, but like that's what it, but that's what it, how it was manifesting, like that I felt like a cockroach because I felt like my voice was super small and that it wasn't being heard. And I, you know, but I needed to find a way out because I'm a survivor. And that's what cockroaches mm-hmm. are. They're survive. They're survive. Yeah. Even if you cut they're their heads survivors. off. Mm-hmm. Correct. And they're fast and no one can catch them. Mm-hmm. And they'll live off of anything. And that's how I felt. So when I saw a ton of cockroaches in my dream, that also was pointing to a situation where 
my voice was just one of very many and it was getting lost in a sea. So it was, and it wasn't um, in a sea of other negative thoughts or that was how my thoughts were also swimming through my head too. So there's a couple of different ways to kind of pull it, but understanding and bringing myself to that awareness, I was thinking about that, then started pulling me out and say like, oh, like then what are those limiting beliefs that I'm telling myself repeatedly, even like when I'm dreaming? Because mm-hmm. I, I apparently I am. <laughs> apparently there there was these thoughts that are in my head that happen when I dream. And that, and as soon as I caught myself and started to have that awareness and I started being able to change my dreams. I know people have said that you can do, Joe Dispenza, right? Says that you can change your dreams, but I've never had the I never thought I had the power to really before this year. So I don't even know when I'm dreaming. Sable knows when he's dreaming and sometimes he's able to either snap himself out of it. He has this recurring nightmare where he can find his phone or his wallet or his keys, which also happens a lot in reality too. <laughs> but this is his re- recurring nightmare or he's driving to LA, but he never gets there. So it's always just like he's chasing after something he never gets there. And it has happened so many times now, now he can catch himself. Like he is aware he's dreaming and then he will just like kind of come out of it or he will redirect, which is, I was like, that's never happened to me before. I've never known I was dreaming, but I also don't dream as much anymore. Now that I smoke weed to go to bed every night because mm-hmm. you don't dream when you smoke weed. So I don't dream anymore. You do that on purpose though. So that you don't dream. No, mm-mm. I like to dream. Mm. When I dream, I feel like I got a better night's sleep because you sleep deeper. The thing with weed uh-huh. is well, you don't sleep as deep. You don't get into the REM sleep. I see. I thought that I had always, my dreams happened because I wasn't in deep enough sleep. Because if I'm so, if I'm in deep sleep, I'm passed out and I'm definitely not dreaming. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to dream when you're in deep sleep. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the you're opposite. You're not deep sleeping with cannabis. That's the problem with getting rest on cannabis. It's not deep oh. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because people, that's why you can use it throughout the day, right? So it doesn't make you too tired and you can still function um, in in a daily life with, with cannabis. And oh, well, we got off topic. We might have to start this podcast. <laughs> we might have to start no, this but over. actually, actually, what you're saying about the subconscious voice, that's something that Catherine Sankina said about money manifestation. And that's something I, that happens to me. That's, that's something I'm also going to work with specifically with I mm. is consciously. I know exactly what I want to do. I know what I deserve, right? right? When I'm meditating and I'm repeating after Catherine, I know exactly how much money I'm asking for. She said you wanted her, I think, Instagram or her podcast where she was talking about your subconsciousness. So like consciously, you you know, I deserve this. I want this. I'm manifesting this. But subconsciously, there is still there's doubt there. Yes. Like, do I really deserve this? Like when I'm repeating after her, I can feel there's like subconscious voice going like, no, you, why? Like you don't deserve this, you know? And that's the voice I'm trying to get over because it's easy to control your conscious voice, but your subconscious voice is how you truly feel. And so I'm realizing I'm, yes, I'm saying all the things and I feel great, but there's still something inside of me that's fighting this tooth and nail. And that's what I told I in our first group meeting that this is what I want to work on because I don't want to have to, I don't want to sit there meditating and manifesting and fighting an inner battle with myself. Right. An inner battle that, that you have to fight like every night, like every time that you're not thinking or consciously mm-hmm. changing that mindset. Mm-hmm. But even when I'm consciously, even when I'm consciously manifesting during my meditation, 
I can feel that voice, hmm. hear that voice and feel that voice inside of me that's going like, no, you don't deserve this. You know, even though I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I still have a lot of work to do. Great. Well, have you Which, felt like that voice has gotten smaller and smaller? That voice has gotten much smaller, but still, it's still there. And I think, honestly, if I'm honest with myself, that voice is going to be there for the rest of my life. I don't think that voice truly ever goes away. That's why you have, this is not something you, you work on and you stop, right? Something you continue to work on for the rest of your life. It's just supposed to, I think, get easier and easier. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I think if I, at any time I actively stop doing any of this stuff and just, I think at that point, it'd be really easy to fall back to your old habits because I have lived with those old habits for 38 years of my life. Right. You know, so I think it's for the rest of my life, I have to be very conscious and very aware of what's going through my mind and, and what I'm, and um, what's going on in my mind and how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. How do you address the voice currently do you just say i hear you and i don't acknowledge you i and if you put are you yeah put it back on the shelf or do you actually i don't i well i don't i don't say i hear you i just say shut the fuck up <laughs> okay so you actually engage. i'm not that nice to that voice yeah but i tell it to shut the fuck up because mm. and it's just like it's really difficult because i truly don't believe i i truly don't feel like i feel like that voice mm-hmm you know, I really feel so confident right now. I feel so good right now. I really don't feel like that's me in that voice, but that voice is still there. Hmm. Yeah. And I read and saw a YouTube video of one of my favorite artists and he had a drawing cartoon about how he deals with negative voices mm -hmm. and he, he does something very similar where he engages with them, but he gives them a name because there are different types of negative voices that he comes across and mm -hmm. he now he can recognize like when it comes because at different points in time he'll see like oh it's a different voice for different situations so there's someone who's going to be very very negative about mm -hmm. different things that he's going to say um call him like negative nancy so like in her head like you know she he has a negative nancy and in another day to day he has someone who's maybe procrastinator Pete. And so by giving these specific voices names, he's able to then have a conversation with them in his head so that even if he says like, no, like you need to be quiet, he actually dives in a little bit deeper and says, well, like, why are you here at this moment? And trying to understand why is it coming through and then really working through that particular situation. So the next time it does come up, then he sees it, acknowledges it, but he no longer lets it hurt him. Mm. And I thought that that was a really clever way to depersonalize yourself like from those thoughts and recognizing that those thoughts are, as you said, they're not, they're not a part of your body. They're mm -hmm. not a part of the person that you are, the person that you want to become, the person that you need to become. They're just, it's just an embodiment of something else. So um, I like that. I mean, I, I haven't heard different voices. I think they're all, for me, it's all the same voice. Um, oh, it's the same story. They're telling you the same story mm -hmm. like a different time. Mm. Yeah, but I think I like the idea of assigning, giving a name. So making almost like a separate entity than myself yes. and being able to deal. I think that, yeah, that might be easier to deal with than, <laughs> than thinking this is my subconscious voice. How the hell do I get to my subconscious voice? Well, because exactly what you said, they're never, you know, procrastinator Pete 
might always be there and will probably always be there in different situations, especially in new situations um, that, that you see yourself in. But recognizing that they're not, that's not who, yeah, that's not, I'm not procrastinating to repeat all the time. And recognizing that I think is, was very important stuff for me to realize and also help me start to disassociate like which are my negative thoughts which are those limiting beliefs that I don't want around right especially through day one uh in manifesting money for good uh we all had to write down a really big takeaway during the first day and my big takeaway for her first day was identify the seeds the weeds and flowers in the garden of your mind and I still think that's incredibly powerful because it just puts this whole thing into concept about no like it doesn't have to be you like you can make it grow into whatever you want it to be so that it is a part of you and I thought that that was really powerful itself again these are not entirely new concepts to the world of manifestation but I think just how she's able to bring this to life and make it so much more accessible and practicable that's what makes these challenges very different because we all can think and say like, yes, I'm going to practice this Joe Dispenza meditation today. I'm going to practice this Tony Robbins meditation or practice today. But if we're not really consistent about it every day, then nothing changes. And I think that her practice is the first time I've I've been able to be incredibly consistent. And all the other methods have given me more understanding on diving deeper of why I should be consistent. Because I'm consistent, this is what happens to my brain and giving me that deeper understanding, which is just an extension of the practice. Yeah, I I like her because I think she is able to make this really accessible to most people. You know, so I find like Dr. Joe Dispenza, there are certain parts of the book where I had a really, really hard time. And I think that's why it took me so long to read that book. That was like, that took me the longest to read any book. Mm. Um, but Catherine Zankina, she breaks it down to just like, like you're talking to a girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? And she makes it really simple. The, the, the thing with that is for someone like me, I like to hear the science behind things. I want to know why. And she didn't really give you the why with her. It's all about trust. Trust the universe is going to do this, right? right? Um, so that was a little, that's a little harder for me. So I think I needed both. I needed her and I needed Joe Dispenza to give me both sides mm-hmm. for me to, to believe. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the big part is because I bought her book and I was actually doing this work already like three months ago when I got the book and I started seeing changes and seeing actually money actually coming to me that I was not expecting to have. That's and that combined with discourse, Joe Dismantle's book, with everything that's happening to Sable because he's been manifesting and shit's happening like crazy left and right. So we're at a point where like, yeah, I think we believe this you are you're living it I think that and it's really crazy like, because Sable and I both are we're very much like I need to see the proof like I need to see on paper <laughs> right <laughs> you guys you guys both much need very tangible results <laughs> yeah and now now like even I was telling Sable I was like well you know Dr. Joe Dispenza said he really wanted us to manifest something really really huge that you not expect he's like okay I get that but everything that's happening to me right now that I didn't think was gonna happen like that's enough proof for me. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot coming from Sable because he's the kind of guy he needs to prove. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very, very true. Which I think is what makes him so good at being 
uh, being a coach and just being a motivational speaker because he gets that there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of doubters. And he goes like, look, mm-hmm. I was one of those doubters. So see, I see you <laughs> and hear me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what makes his story so, so compelling. And I think like him and you will just do so, so incredibly well in this space. And I'm just so excited for how far are you in the uh, money manifesting book, money manifestation book? Day three. <laughs> day three. <laughs> I mean, day so you three. haven't seen anything. Have you seen any results yet? Or you um, haven't seen anything? Not specifically from that particular manifestation, but in terms of changing my mindset about positive energy around money, I think mm-hmm. that that's just in itself just been positive change because it did. I mean, I first wanted to stop having nightmares and anxiety about money. That's the first step, yeah. right? And so the positive things were going, I was really looking at them as a plus because having it the, the negative not affect my current lifestyle was, it, it was the first thing I really wanted to change and really find that different awareness. And when, yeah, and, and also realizing that when I do charge for different you know, like designs or anything like that, that I deserve that money, that that money isn't, Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it away from somebody. If somebody can't afford it, it's not, you know, it's, there's a different story there. And I think that that was the most helpful piece of advice um, that I needed to, I needed to know. That's the most practical, helpful, peaceful advice. And that's for anyone out there is that you deserve money. Like you, you deserve a value. Mm don't undercharge yourself ever because you're undervaluing yourself. And that's not what the universe wants. That's not that energy that you should provide because I didn't realize that it was stemming into different aspects of my life of how much I was devaluing myself. And knowing that because I was thinking, oh, well, this is just a job. This is just one, one career. This is just one attribute or just one sale, not knowing that it was a practice that would happen over and over and over again. I think I've been saying that to myself, like, oh, I'm just, you, I'm just valued this or like, because I'm new, I don't have enough experience yet. Like I'm just worth this. And that's not true because I think I've been, because I've been saying that for 10 years <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, I'm not new, right? Like it's exactly what you're trying. You know? That's a story we all, t- I mean, that's a story I tell myself too, you know, like I don't, I'm new to this, even though I've been doing my career for like 10 years, I'm new to this. I'm like, I'm not really new. Right. And- <laughs> I have 10 years of experience. <laughs> oh, or just even looking at in the beyonds is that you're doing it right now. Like you're living the fact that you're here today telling your story, that is success. That is success. And people want to hear that. And I know that we both listened to Susie Moore and she says that very same thing. You have everybody here, everyone listening, everyone who has a story has something so incredibly important to share because your viewpoint and your story is so much different than anyone else's. Even if you think that you've heard the same story that you, you know, there's not enough space or that you have um, nothing new to share with the world. That's probably not true. There probably is something so special and unique because you had a different upbringing or you just live in a Mm -hmm. different space or you have a different career than all the other advice that you've provided or gotten from and you want to apply in a different way um because there's no blueprint of your life you're living a very very different life than anyone else and and that's the goal because i think that's also something very important to realize is that you also don't want to follow like everyone's another person's blueprint like, exactly because you might not like the results <laughs> if you follow someone well, else's life you should, exactly. all, you should already like follow anyone's blueprint exactly like to your point even if i had a twin and we are like having we have the same life our realities are still different 
right? Because we're different people, our re- our realities will always be different. So even like you and I, we experience the same thing. The way we experience it, the thing and the things we get out of it will be different. So I think, yeah, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a story. But that, had be, but that was a very, very new thing for me to realize because as a scientist, I needed the same experience. I needed consistent experiments with consistent variables and people like our lives are not life are like that. We're not consistent. We have so many more variables. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we, we all have to be very, very uh, soft with ourselves and uh, generous with ourselves in that aspect that if we're going to make mistakes or, you know, if you tried this one time and it didn't work you know try it again and because mm-hmm. it's not going to be the next maybe it might not be the same results you never know I think that that's been the most eye-opening and changing thing of my life of 2020 or even just this year um and even in this moment that I've been willing to try things again that I've told myself like oh but I I've done it before and it didn't work but I'm willing to try it again now I was scared yes. to try it or like too tired to try it and stubborn before but I think what was really holding me back was almost the fear that it would work and Catherine Sakina and I think Joe Dismas also talks about that like we fear the people the, we fear the light that we are. We fear the we light. We fear that, success. We fear because with sex, you think there's more responsibilities. You're gonna have less time. Your life, your your life's no longer yours. It's all about work. And then also, like you're living the belief of like, do you even deserve the success? Yeah. And yes. yes, and exactly. And these are, I, I feel like it's just very raw and real truths, but. That's honestly how I felt. I was so, I was preventing myself from becoming successful because then I was, I was fearing like, within well, what happens if I'm first, then there's going to be a ton of things coming after me. And again, these are all different aspects that when you are part of manifestation, um, the manifestation babe Academy, or even just Joe Dispenza's practice that you'll realize that those are, those are limiting beliefs themselves and they're preventing you from being anything, um, anything better than you are today. Um, and so you you truly are the only obstacle between you and your next level. <laughs> yeah. Which is like all the responsibilities on you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's also where you, when you have to go through stages, right? When I was younger, I think I was angry at other people or other situations because I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I said, oh, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like my teacher didn't help me or I, you know, I didn't get this because of this particular reason. And now when I look back at those situations, like, no, I, I definitely, it was me. Like they, I, I was only my thoughts, my mind, and even my body, my mind was the only thing stopping me from making that happen. I had all the energy possible. I was incredibly capable. I was able-bodied and able to do the thing that I needed to do, but my mind was the only thing stopping me. So. I think that's very common. I think most people will deflect responsibility onto something else. No one wants to truly take credit for a failure. No one wants to say I failed because of me, right? It's always I failed because of blah, 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 blah. And the last is me. So <clears throat> I think one of the biggest thing about awareness and becoming a better you is recognizing that all of it is you. And I think in my previous, one of the previous episodes I said when I was doing a lot of work, I realized a lot of times, not all the time, but there are a few times where when I was really angry, I realized I was the villain. I was the one that started everything, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't take responsibility. Instead, I was passing the blame to someone else. So then I had to take responsibility now. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. But going back to the workshop, so day one, we had to write down our homework was writing down our limiting beliefs around money. Um, what are some of your limiting beliefs outside of you don't deserve money? Uh, it was, oh wait, was it writing 10 reasons what a limiting beliefs around it was, is It was, part of it was, so it was one needs to be uprooted from the garden of your mind. Right. Yes. One needs to be replanted and what you want more or less in the garden of your mind. And this garden for our listeners, this garden is, is, is your mind, your mindset. Exactly. All right. I actually wrote these down in my book. And I think I, I definitely took it to a different level because I had the forgiveness list that I was using previously where mm-hmm. I wrote down 25 actions yeah. or memories that I had mm-hmm. that changed the way I thought about money. And then for day one, um, I told, I was telling and writing myself the reasons why I do not need to think those things anymore and why I have the, I have given myself the permission to forgive myself, given myself mm-hmm. the permission. I can, I love, I think I forgive myself and I'm sorry for letting myself hold on to these thoughts for so long but um, I'm I took it to lead that I hope that I will not be caught up in my dollars and know that every dollar I spend is an investment of and positive energy and it will return to me multiplied and that will work Mm -hmm. to not compare my salaries to others but to see it as a transaction of my own energy and a job I will not personalize or demonize money I believe that money can grow and will grow when I have money, the emotion will be gratefulness and thankfulness, not fear or scarcity. I'll be proud to spend on things that further my own growth. And I will not use money as spending as therapy. <laughs> Instead, it'll be a <laughs> vessel that holds energy that I've already given it. So recognizing that it's not, it's neutral energy, that it's not negative mm-hmm. or positive. It doesn't need yeah. fear. It doesn't have that. I'm personalizing that. Uh, but money is no longer filling a void. It is abundant and limitless. So that's what I got. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully money will start flowing in now. Yes. That you change your mindset. I definitely demonized millionaires and billionaires. And that's something I had to get over. Mm-hmm. That was my, one of my biggest <clears throat> um, uh, limiting beliefs are money is if you get, once you, when you get rich, you turn evil. Mm-hmm. You start becoming more greedy. That's sort of the pattern I see with all the rich CEOs, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and all of those people, right? So that's where I got that belief from. And I like what she said, that money doesn't change you, right? You're you're still going to be you. I don't believe that 100%. I think money does change people. Um, but I think, I feel like if you truly know who you are and you truly know why you're doing the things that you're doing, your eye is always on the goal, then I think it would it shouldn't change you. Mm. and I personally don't think money will change me or will change you because mm. I feel like deep down we're not that kind of people right um, like I have never thought about how do I just get rich by cheating on people you know like that's that to me is like unfathomable so I don't think we'll we'll ever become that that kind of people that's why I'm like so why am I telling myself that right Exactly. Like, yeah, why, why are we telling ourselves like that negative story or preventing? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I can do a lot of good if I have a lot of money. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have no desire for a $400 million house anywhere, you know, (laughs) 
yeah, I think that's just something I had to really tell myself that I'm not one of these people. Right. Like you are worthy of the money because of the good that you will do with it because that's because you are a light being and that's what your purpose is in this world. And that's what you're meant to do. And we, we all know who we are. Like, you know, you'll, you'll know if you're a light being, you'll know if you're not, you'll know if you can practice that, you don't know if you're not. And I, in addition to expand upon what you were just saying, uh, I think that people, if they do change or let themselves change, like with the idea of money, it's because they're letting that negative energy that where that, you know, whatever channeled that money through well i think yeah i think that's not it's it's their ego it's a vessel yeah like and if that's the easiest thing for them to gain that negative energy or wherever it came from then or that mojo i think well i think yeah i think i mean once you once once you have money then it becomes you're in that rich group Mm. of people i think the ego comes in because it becomes a competition of who's richer then Yes. There's always a list of who's the top 10 billionaires now. And it means something because money is power. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so I think the evil is, is the the ego in in people. Right. And money is just the the tool to facilitate that because they needed to count quantify in some way or fact, and they couldn't count it by good deeds. They decided not to use good deeds or any other successful measure but decided to use money as the measurement and and that in itself is, is unfortunate because yeah. it's it doesn't deserve i think that that was really also a little eye-opening for her to hear and say it like that because at first i didn't understand that money came from the source or that money money is the vessel money has a soul i don't know if i personally like saw it like that in i don't see money as having a soul i can see money as energy yes and I, I mean, I believe that for the past hard month since I started studying her material. Um, so I, I believe the money's energy. But it's really funny because I wrote down a note on day two um, when she asked that question, where does money come from? My first answer was the Federal Reserve. <laughs> And now I was like, wait a minute, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> Have I learned anything? <laughs> no, but I think that that was still this is how good. deep I'm just rooted in education. <laughs> yeah. All the college education stuck. Right. Well, not even just rooted in the education. The, it's the conditioning. And when she kind of went through just yeah. historically, like, oh my gosh, like, yes, we human beings have been lying to other human beings about where money comes from, which is yeah. just crazy. And that goes back to what we we're saying, I think, in one of our earlier episodes, the bartering system, the bartering system of I give you five eggs for two cows <laughs> or something measurable, then where th- there's something very, very special there that you know, we can all go back to and understand, like, I want to go back to that. <laughs> I'm all for, I'll give you three carrots for two tomatoes. <laughs> Maybe not five eggs for two cows. That's, that's a really yes, bad deal. Probably, well, I mean, depends if you were lactose intolerant, right? Maybe you have no meat for those cows. <laughs> and you're vegetarian. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and you really want eggs. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, maybe two chickens. Maybe two cows with two chickens. That's a fair trade. But but in any sense, then yeah, we're like so. And having a discussion actually about that, like what is that fair trade versus like yes, I give you five hundred dollars for this necklace. You know, even like in our just recent week, right? We've we've been investing a lot in ourselves and 
buying stuff like in our own homes to like change our energies and cleanse our energies. Sometimes I find myself thinking, I'm like, well, you know, I guess this is worth $20 to me. <laughs> or like, I guess this is worth 200 mm-hmm. And and then I think, well, then what is 200 What is what is $20 like in this day? $20 is two cups of coffee. Is it exactly, maybe? Yeah. Um, is it a meal? And and really thinking about that that aspect. And if because I have this to use, am I like where should it be really going? And really trying to understand where I want to put that energy, um, mm-hmm. and where I really want to put the that that investment in. So those are the things I think that have been coming into my mind this week, especially around this challenge. So since you finished this course, what changes have you made in your everyday life? The meditation at, in the morning and then the hypnosis at night. And actually, I have been practicing by looking at my bank accounts and not feeling the fear or scarcity. So that was the, the first practice and step. And you know what? Now I realize I don't, it's not, yeah, like I, when I go dig deeper, I, I hated the anxiety of opening up the bank account and not seeing the money there, but realizing when you actually see it, I was like, oh, I was just fearing the fear. Not actually mm-hmm. the fear itself. <laughs> well, I had the fear because, you know, in college, every time you used to look in, it's always in the negative. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. So like now, like I have, we have savings, we have all of that, you know, so it's like, it's never something to fear. But I think it's that muscle memory, right? Right. Like when I think about a bank account, when I think about Bank America, and I'm like, oh, crap. Right. That feeling <laughs> I'm not going to see everything in red, but that hasn't happened in years. Um, oh, that's it good. Just, it's stuck. <laughs> yeah, that's happened years. So that's good. It happened to me recently, so that's why. <laughs> well, All I the mean, courses you're buying. I'm like laughing right now, but I think, but it's also, I mean, it was. I I made some investment. Like you, when you change your investments, and when I look at how I'm pulling my money, like what I do right now is I have a checking account, and that's where my direct deposits go into. But um, sometimes I forget how many balances I have going coming out and so especially Mm -hmm. with 401ks and you know Vanguard different different investments that I do want to work with stock market then I forget that they're also pulling out additional money but Mm -hmm. if I don't do um coordinate all the dates in time because I don't know apparently all of them have different dates that they pull out it's not the same time every month like for example like um I think my discover it's every you have to choose a date and then every two weeks from that and then mm. Vanguard, you actually have to select, uh, select bi-weekly, bi-monthly, but it's always on the same date. Like it's always on the 15th mm. or the 30th of the month. So I have one date that's always changing and then one date that's always consistent. So I'm always trying to balance them. And that's what happens. So I overdrafted in one and, I, and yeah. so I saw, I saw the negative numbers. And of course, then there's more negative numbers, right? Because when you overdraft, there's overdraft fees. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah. <laughs> so in any case, um, that was probably triggering for some people, but yes, that was very triggering for me. And that was a feeling that I never wanted to, I don't want to feel, but mm-hmm. now realizing that, yes, I felt it and realize like, oh, actually it's nothing, but it's very fixable, right? Like I was able to solve, fix the solution and right, like okay. we have the money. It's not like we don't have the money. You just elsewhere, just have to rearrange everything and then you're back. Right. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was, yes, I, I had the energy and it, it was being allocated somewhere else. Yeah. So kind of realizing that was the, really the first big practice that I did in the three days. And it also helped me really get back into just designing and drawing again, I think, cause I've been trying to draw a little bit more every day. 
and that was giving me the chance to just practice some calligraphy and just like practice like some skills just to embody a lot of the really juicy points that she was making and helping me remember them every single day so having those different types of mantras that when i'm having certain negative thoughts that i can back it up and say like no that's not true because i know this to be true what are some of your favorite parts that she taught uh i would definitely say day two was actually my favorite i think day i was, two was my favorite okay. too. <laughs> uh day two is my favorite i've listened to it i think three times because i thought that there was a lot of really really good points oh and the visualization of money coming to you in a wave mm-hmm. from the ocean that was also really helpful for me too as a positive manifestation mm-hmm. of money and a physical manifestation of money and or energy um, because having it flow like water energy water air that was very easy for me to um, pull together and day two my biggest takeaway was the phrase that money doesn't come from people money is Mm -hmm. a vessel money is energy and it's only a channel so it's really how you use it and it's really yeah if you let it affect you because it did have negative energy you personal or we personalized it then that's the reason that's the reason why it came to be and I think that that's um it's always a thought that I had in the back of your head in the back of my mind in the back of my head and the fact that she just kept saying over and over again just said like just resol um solidified the practice for me so I think that was really important and also realizing that it could be anything like yes in this just as she's mentioned right she's not just talking about money 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 this is just one aspect it could be anything like so right you can manifest anything correct yeah yeah business friends (laughs) like love positive energy and this was just a very uh, easy stepping stone I think you could yeah. say just a stepping stone into but I think she said like money is the hardest thing for people not oh. like not like she's like not like discounts or gifts but like actually cash mm-hmm. is the hardest thing for people to manifest that's true so then it was a big challenge right and I mean but you've done it so you have succeeded like you you're I doing have. it currently well I haven't succeeded but since I started I was calculating after three to course because I started her book like three months ago right mm-hmm. So I calculated from three months ago till now, I had about over $8,000 that come, that came in that I was not expecting. Crazy. That's not from my job. That's not from anything that I was like working on. Mm-hmm. These are just money that like one, the stimulus check, we did not qualify for the stimulus check. We got sent a check for $200 which is really weird. I'm like $200, but I'll take it, (laughs) you know? And then like we, and like, I got a bunch of refunds in thousands of dollars, total of like almost $5,000 in refunds. That's crazy. I was not. What are you buying? (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? So I told Sable, I'm like, you know, you can't make an argument. Maybe this could happen anyway. But I think as of now, I choose to believe it's all part of the process. Right, it's all part. Of I 100% the believe that's all part of the process and, for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it literally happened when I started doing this. Right. Like that check, that first $200 stimulus check, when it came, I thought it was a mistake because I was like, we did not qualify. I checked online, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, what is this? And that was that $200 check was the start. And after that, I do uh, weekly budgeting every single Monday. The following month, Sable came over and he's like, hey, I've noticed we have all these additional deposits. Where are that coming from? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Things are just coming in. <laughs> yeah. 
those to the point like he noticed too. Right. So I definitely think that's working. Um, that's why I'm same thing. Like I'm, I am continuing with my meditation. I'm continuing to manifest, and I really want to get rid of that subconscious um, voice that's I think stopping me from manifesting more. Yes, exactly. And and really, just opening the gates to everything that you can become just the whole soul and energy that you have to offer and that we can become and I mean I see that in you and I'm super excited to see like what else you can do because I think that even there are so many people that are, are so inspired by that particular story I mean even everyone I talk to were always thinking like oh my gosh Yan Yan is such a superwoman she's such a wonder woman she's doing all these things and I you're putting and you're putting in that work but it's because in so you're putting in that energy not that you and of course like that was also a new thing that uh uh, Katharina was talking about is that you allow and receive the good you don't actually need to work for it because you're you're it's already belongs to you it's your birthright to have that and to see that you're completely embodying that is just incredible it really really truly is yeah and I think like for this manifestation whether it's money or for anything else I think the biggest thing that I learned is gratitude mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference that without gratitude, you can manifest all you want. It's just not going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. You have to be appreciative of what you already have yes. before more will come to you. And that was that's a lesson I had to teach myself because I wasn't always grateful. I was that person that liked to compare myself with everybody else. Mm. You know, like, why can't I have that life? Mm. You know, um, and, and my life wasn't good enough where when I really look at it now, I'm like, my life is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a loving family. I have a husband who supports me through everything and anything and I have great friends and I have a good job you know so I'm like yeah why was I not grateful yeah you know so now I wake up every morning I'm just like I I was telling Sable last week I'm like it's so weird to feel happy all the time I didn't feel this way I used to wake up every morning and be like oh my god okay another day I had to get through you know now I'm like oh my god well I'm tired I wake up like I'm fucking tired. That's the first thing I think about. And then once I actually get up and meditate and get ready, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so thankful mm. that I get to do what I love to do. Even with the quarantine, like I, I, I get to be with my family every single day. My kids, I don't have to send them off. Mm. Yes, this is this is learning is super hard and I'm exhausted, but I'm able to actually sit next to my daughter mm. and watch her grow, mm-hmm. you know, which is something I wouldn't be able to do if there was no quarantine i'd be dropping her off and off to work i go right right which is maybe we can get into at another episode but i believe that that is that that is the purpose of our time right now is that's the universe god telling us that we need this time together mm-hmm. get inside ourselves get inside with other people and spend time because time is the only thing that right we can never buy we cannot earn it back no matter how hard we work no matter yeah, that's one thing that we we own we're given time and we have to make the choices to use it wisely and i yeah. think that that's what we've been given like and we're all given the same amount of time this is where we're all equal yes we're all equal it's how you make the time and this is where some like if you any single person by single me, any people that don't have kids that tell Sable, hey, I want to start or like I want to start this business. I want to do this project, but I don't have time. He is likely to laugh in your face <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> we all have 24 hours in a day and we can do it. 
with two kids then you can do it with no kids well yes but it comes back to the part of like why this why our minds are telling us that we don't have time mm -hmm. i mean i i've been guilty of it myself because where i'm thinking like oh like i can't work out right now like i don't have any time i can't eat right now because i don't have any time wait why am i telling myself this i have time we're all guilty i was guilty so so was he we were both guilty sable and i before we had kids because we used all be like we're so tired so stressed we don't have time blah 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 then we had kids, we're like, wait, did we used to say we don't have time? <laughs> because <laughs> we had all the time. <laughs> right. And it belongs to us. And that's, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely have to get into another episode about that because I definitely have a lot of thoughts about time. And I think that that's where, when Joe Dispenza, when he talks about prayer and everything happening uh, in the past and present and future, I mean, what is time? Is it linear? Is it is it really? There's so much we can go into about the theories about that. And I'm probably not the right person. I just have theories. So I love theories. <laughs> but yeah, we should I, I would love to do like an episode on some um time or just on like gratitude too. Right. Because so to me, gratitude is the key. It's so important. And this is something I think a lot of people are not getting. Just like happens like Kina said, if you're gonna complain about money, money's not gonna come to you. If you're going to think money's evil or I'm never going to have enough or be jealous of someone else, it's not going to come to you because your feeding towards it is negative, you know, and in the laws of attraction, you have to be on the same level to attract that. Right. You have to be on the so, same wavelength because yeah. like attracts like, and mm -hmm. I, I haven't read too much about how she's been using the law of attraction, but from a physics point of view that makes total sense to me <laughs> like, yeah, even, like attract life. even like with different souls and different people if you're around negative thoughts all the time if they come from external people or yourself like, and you know no wonder people are upset so you've really yeah. got to surround yourself with like those positive like positive thoughts um and if you're not seeing those positive thoughts around you it come you know have it come from inside and it will surround you and it will protect yeah. you and that's your protection because and also that will help grow other people too because you never know who it can really be inspired by all the positive works and just the positive thoughts that you say like you just never never know like different things i remember even when at my old at an old job in an old lab I used to write all these quotes on a board and I had no idea that people would actually read those quotes. I had no idea until one day I had written one that I think a lot of people particularly liked and they all had mentioned it. And they said like, I like this quote today, Yvonne. Like this is, this is my favorite quote today. The quote happened to be, there's no angry way to say the word bubbles. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and it was, and I didn't realize it. it I don't know. Like I had gotten Is that. Is there an angry way? I don't know, Mivas. <laughs> you don't have kids yet. Wait until they start blowing bubbles in your house and then you slip on it. <laughs> Be like bubbles. <laughs> that's happened to me. <laughs> Damn bubbles. <laughs> and, and, but in any case, like I had no, that, that's such a silly phrase and that I had found on the internet. That is definitely not coming from me. That's not an original quote from me, but I had written it not, you know, because it made me happy, not knowing yeah. that it would make other people happy. And I think that's something to be really, even when you're saying something negative and I catch myself, right? Because I yeah. feel that when I have a lot of people that I, I trust, that I fall into the trap of wanting to complain with them and woe and misery. And now I'm trying to catch myself because I don't want people to be a negative dump, you know, or, or 
commiserate with me. I shouldn't have. Well, them. I think that's okay. I think it's okay to want to swing a little guilty and complain to your friends. That's what friends are for. I think, like, I had a really hard time in the beginning because I felt like I had to be positive all the time. Oh, I see. Like I had to stay on this higher frequency all the time, but that's not reality. Like reality, we have bad days. We have good days. We, even when you're happy, you can be sad. You can't just, it's impossible to be, impossible to be positive all the time. People love to talk stable because he, he has a way of drawing like your deepest, darkest secrets out of you. He so holds a lot of people like to call him really well too. Yeah. So a lot of people love to talk to him just about very, difficult things mm. but he will always ask them when they call he'll ask them do you want a solution before you start talking do you want a solution or do you want just a vent mm-hmm. so then he is very aware do i need to jump in and give you because sometimes when you're venting you don't want to hear someone like suggestion you just want to vent and you want them to agree with you because you, know, you just want to get it out you don't want to hear you could do this because sometimes i get really pissed when i'm trying to vent and he's trying to give me solutions i'm like i just want to fucking vent stop <laughs> giving me solutions so now he asks do you want a solution or do you just want a vent? If you just don't want a vent, he will listen and he will agree with you. But if you want a solution, he's going to jump in and give you a solution. You better fucking listen. <laughs> so, so I think it's completely okay to vent to your friends. You should. Otherwise, who are you going to vent to yourself? You're going to be so frustrated. Yeah, I, I mean... That's what friends are for. Friends are... I was just... nothing To me, there's nothing funner than getting... <laughs> your closest girlfriends together drink some wine and fucking complain wine and wine (laughs) yeah exactly you know i will complain about sable even i love him to death but i still need to complain about him i'm sure he does about me too he's um right because it's completely safe space for people who understand that it's just a singular moment that's not how you feel all the time like Yeah, yeah i don't think you should feel guilty or that you shouldn't do that you should do that with your friends or friends are for we're there to we're there for you when it's during the bad times and the good times. That's true. Oh, okay, good. That makes me feel a little bit better because I was feeling a little bit, I was feeling a little bit guilty about using my friends for that particular reason, especially when I am, I feel like the balance is a little bit too much on my side where I'm well, becoming- But do you also share good news with them? I do, do you only yes. share bad news? Okay, there you I go. I mean, yes, but I'm, but I'm being very aware of that, right? Like being very aware of, of like who I'm contacting because some weeks are really hard where some weeks I'm like, I don't, like I'm just, I was like sobbing, I think for like three days straight. I mean, that's like, that. that's fine. Like as long as you're not like, if you only call me when you're pissed and I never hear from you any other time, that's I'll be like- true. That's a different this, friendship. This friend is sucking the- <laughs> energy out of me but you call me when you're happy you call me when you're sad same thing I call you when I'm happy I'll call you when I'm sad and that's that's called a friendship yeah yeah that's true because at the because at the same time who are you going to be more real with who can you be more real if it's not your friends if it's not your family if it's not the people that really love you that like who is it I know that some people say that they that they have an easier time like depending on your personality some people have an easier time opening up to strangers um than they do to people that really that they're really, really close with. And I find that with some situation that is true for me. So it's easier for me to open up to my therapist than it is to Malenka, right? Like uncertainty, especially yeah. when it's about issues that I have with him that I'm still working through. Um, yes. Like I lose my temper with it. I am the most impatient person when it comes to the love of my life. It's just how it is. Even with my family, just like, why can you not close the door well, that's why they say you can never learn from your family that's why mm-hmm. Sable's always like i've been coaching on this shit for the past 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like yeah well you're my husband why would i listen to you <laughs> <laughs> 
or you know just every day like I have to hear Malinka just has to tell me that he loves me like he's just like, but you know I love you I'm that's like but so I know cute. but you have to tell me but it's just but that's just what I need like from from him and I have to be also very careful this is also something my therapist tells me is that sometimes it's not what you need it's about also what he needs and what he can also provide too and then coming to the balance because some days he can give you what you need some days he can't and you got to know when you got to know what to push <laughs> have you read the four love languages yes isn't it five five love languages sorry five, five, five. <laughs> there four or five i don't remember yes the five however love- yeah yes i have and and that was actually one of the first things that I, he also read with me, like in terms of a relationship couple books. And because Malik is absolutely 100% on board with relationship counseling and everything like yeah. that, because we're a true proponent of talk about the problem before it becomes a really big problem. Exactly. Yeah. Before it gets a divorce, you better talk about it first. Right. Or, and it's okay to be a, it's actually, it, you, he, he holds his temper very, very well. I don't, but he holds his temper. So when you better know that if he can't hold temper, it's just easier to walk away. And I had to learn that in the very beginning, especially with the love languages. Uh, for him, action is a very, very big thing and physical sense of touch, not words. Whereas, in fact, for me, words mean a lot to me. Words are much higher on my love language list. Mm-hmm. And so we were not, we were not connecting in that yeah. particular way. And so I had to realize that and say like, oh, okay, like this is the reason why. For him, it actually didn't even matter. It didn't really matter to him like how I was, how I would deal with his issues, right? Like I needed to find a way to how I would deal with the way he was dealing with me and come to a conclusion with that. Because it, that's where the compromise came from. Like, he can't give me, he, you know, if he can't say the words that I need or tell me like, I'm sorry, or tell me like, oh, like you did this wrong. I did this wrong. There's not a solution in the moment. Like he would rather walk away. And I had to be very okay with that. And because that was something that I was told, I was taught like from my upbringing, you never walk away. But mm-hmm. that was not, that we had, but it wasn't because he was disrespecting me. That was just right. literally the way that he, how he dealt with it. And that's okay. So yeah, that book was really helpful for us too. Good. Yeah. Our, th- our therapist told us to read it. Yeah. It, it is a five agreements. I was thinking the, I mean, five love languages. I was thinking the four agreements. That's a really good book too. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one yet. We can definitely check that, that one really out for, for sure for next. And yeah. So today I think that we have a couple different takeaways <laughs> from <laughs> all the different lessons and challenges that we've been personally taking in the past and currently and in the future that we will take and we will be definitely updating you guys on the journey of all these wonderful manifestations that we're both experiencing okay guys here are the takeaways for this episode takeaway number one be aware of your subconscious voice the first step is awareness your subconscious voice can come through dreams meditation or when you encounter something new When you're aware of this voice, examine where this negative subconscious voice is coming from. Sometimes it helps by assigning a name and detaching yourself from it. Takeaway number two, if you're interested in learning more about money manifestation, or you have limiting beliefs around money and want to get over them, or just want to learn more about manifesting in general, we highly suggest checking out Catherine Zankina's podcast, The Manifestation Babe. We are still at the beginning of our journey and have not manifested millions of dollars, but she has. Her teachings have changed our lives and we want you to also change your life. The last takeaway for this episode is to practice gratefulness. 
Gratefulness is a key step to being happy and crucial in manifestation success. When you wake up grateful every day, you realize each day is a gift of infinite possibilities. Remember, the only true obstacle between you and your dream life is you. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye. Bye.